are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, December 16th, 2020. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check me out on my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day, so please be sure to go do that. Also, please go follow our Twitter page, which can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. I originally had a whole different plan for today's episode, and in the middle of recording, there was some breaking Blackhawks news that was dropped by Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times. So I had to scrap the episode and completely start over from scratch. That's why today's episode is out a little later than normal, so don't blame me. Blame, blame the timing of news which always seems to be at the utmost inconvenient of times. But the news, let's get into that. The news that was announced by Ben Pope just a few moments ago was that the Blackhawks finally made a decision regarding their vacant presidency role. I I guess actually vacant, vacant isn't the correct term because Danny Wirtz, the son of Blackhawks chairman Rocky Wirtz, Danny was serving as the interim president after the organization fired John back in April. So I guess vacant wasn't the right term. They they did know that Danny wasn't going to be the long-term fit at president, though. Um, But the Blackhawks, they finally made their decision this afternoon. Uh, They were searching for a new candidate for around seven or eight months. McDonough was fired back in April. And before I get into this news, ladies and gentlemen, let me warn you that what you are about to hear may not be exactly music to your ears. The Blackhawks, they did decide to bring on someone new from the outside, but they also decided to split the role into two. They will have two different sides of their presidency, and general manager Stan Bowman will now also serve as president of hockey operations, while Jamie Faulkner, she was the outside person brought in. She's the founder of E15, which if I'm correct, I believe they work in the analytics of a Chicago food service company called Levy Restaurants. And as the founder of this company, Faulkner has worked with a ton of professional sports franchises, working on food and beverage sales, working with the fan experience and whatnot. And the two of the franchises she worked with in the past were the Chicago Blackhawks in the United Center and the Chicago Cubs in Wrigley Field. So she's well incorporated with the city of Chicago. She knows the business side of professional sports and everything comes with that. So she sounds she sounds super qualified for this position. She's a graduate from Baylor. 
Uh, I read in Ben's article that she was also named to Sports Business Journal's 40 Under 40 list back in 2016. So she sounds great. I, I don't know much about her besides what I read in that article. But I don't think anyone is going to have a problem with the hiring of Jamie Faulkner. What people are going to be pissed about, though, is the decision to give Stan Bowman even more control over the future of this franchise by naming him president of hockey operations. Everything we do going forward on the ice is going to be controlled by Bowman from up top now. So, um, to me, it, it was just a, a little disappointing to see that the Blackhawks, they, they went out and they brought in a qualified businesswoman to run the business side of things. And then for the on-ice decisions, they had that same opportunity to go out and get a fresh mind. Someone from the outside that could come in and maybe give a second look and a second opinion on some of the things that have occurred in the last few years and what's gone wrong. But nope, the Blackhawks were too stubborn and they couldn't look in the mirror and admit that something's wrong. And listen, I, I'm I'm not a Stan Bowman hater. People may think I am, but I'm not a Stan Bowman hater. He's in this position for a reason. Whether you think his dad carried him here or not, you have to realize that he wasn't just handed the GM position by the Blackhawks because of his dad. That's ridiculous. He was a part of this organization for, I believe it was 10 years before he was named general manager. So he, he wasn't just birthed into, into a hockey front office. But I will say this, Stan has been one of the main reasons why this franchise has struggled to get back to the top in the last three or, or four seasons. I know he has the right intentions, but some of the moves he's made, it's completely crippled this team. And that's the reason we're in a full-on rebuild right now. So for the organization to, to pass on the opportunity to bring in another hockey mind, to look at this dysfunctional roster and, and just, just to give Stan Bowman more power ultimately, it, it was an interesting decision, to put it nicely, in my opinion. I always knew the... The organization, I always knew they really liked and really trusted Stan, but I, I didn't think they had this much faith in him. And listen, they better be right about this move because in three, four, five years down the road, if the Blackhawks aren't competing for the Stanley Cup, Stan is, he's going to need to be police escorted out of the city of Chicago because that's how much the fans will despise him if all goes wrong. All right, ladies and gentlemen, more on the Blackhawks presidency hires, plus some updates on goaltender Corey Crawford coming up in just a minute. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Go, the protein and energy gel your body needs on the go. That's right, energy plus protein in one delicious snack. Built Go comes in a squeezable plastic container, which makes it super easy to eat on the go before a workout, on the course before the back nine, and also just as a tasty snack around the house. Everyone has that wall they need to break through every day to get their body going, whether it be physically or mentally, and Built Go is the perfect protein and energy source to get you ready for whatever your day is going to throw at you. Right now, Built Go is offering 20% off but only to Lockdown listeners. So be sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now, click on the Built Go section at the top, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 20% off your next order of the best workout gel on the market. Built Go has 
three delicious flavors, mint chocolate, chocolate coconut, and peanut butter honey. I personally love the peanut butter honey, but all three flavors are really tasty, and they give you the same effect as a five-hour energy, but without the crash feeling after because the product is all natural. So one more time, be sure to go to BuiltBar.com, head over to the Built Go section, and use our promo code LOCKED in all caps to get 20% off your next order of the best workout gel on the market. Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for listening today. I am your host, Jack Bushman. Be sure to check out my personal Twitter page at Jack Bushman 2 and my Blackhawks Twitter page at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, be sure to subscribe and to follow Locked On Blackhawks for free wherever you listen to your podcasts and also on Twitter. To get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, to continue talking about the Blackhawks' decision to split their presidency between Jamie Faulkner and Stan Bowman, I also wanted to mention a couple of other details that were included in Ben Pope's article about the Blackhawks' front office. So, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, while the Blackhawks were searching for a new president after John McDonough was fired, Rocky Wirtz's son, Danny, filled in as the interim president for the franchise. And it seemed like Danny did well to bring in a a business mindset during such a tough time financially because of the COVID-19 pandemic. And all along, even though we knew Danny wasn't going to be the long-term fit at president, it seemed like he was going to find a role somewhere in the organization. And along with naming Bowman and Faulkner co-presidents, Danny Wirtz was also named Chief Executive Officer on Tuesday, or on Wednesday, excuse me, uh, or CEO for common folk like myself. So Danny will remain connected to the franchise as expected, while also running the family's primary business empire, Breakthrough Beverage. I remember when, uh, when I used to make my drive out to college, I would see one of their distribution centers in the middle of absolute nowhere Illinois. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> Danny Wirtz is sticking around, serving as the CEO of the Blackhawks going forward. Also sticking around are Jay Blunk and Al McIsaac, who some people thought should have been in the center of the Blackhawks presidency sh- uh, presidency search. Obviously, they went in a different direction, but Blunk will still serve as executive, uh, exec- I can't talk right now, executive vice president, but the only difference is he will now report to Jamie Faulkner. And on the other end, McIsaac will remain as VP of Hockey Operations, but he will now report to Bowman. As for McIsaac, though, I feel like this decision is kind of a slap in the face. He's been a part of this organization for a long time. And for the Hawks not to promote him from VP of Hockey Ops to President of Hockey Ops, I thought, I think that just kind of makes sense. He's been the VP for some time now. Just to go and give Stan Bowman that title and give him more control from his his GM position, I I don't get it. I don't get how 
Rocky and everyone up top, they can look at this and think it's not a complete mess at the moment. It's literally the meme of the, if you know the meme of the dog in the house that's on fire and he's sitting there saying, I'm fine. This is, this is that meme in a nutshell. Like it's just a little ridiculous to me. They passed up on the opportunity to go and bring in another hockey mind because they were contempt with their average general manager. That seems like the situation to me. So I don't know. I'll say it again. They better be right. That's all I'm going to say because if they're wrong, this is going to be an ugly, ugly unraveling between the fans and the front office in the city of Chicago. Let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to another subject, shall we? Uh, unfortunately, the news doesn't get any better on today's episode, Blackhawks fans. As on Tuesday morning, a picture leaked of the mask that Corey Crawford will wear for the New Jersey Devils this season. And let me tell you, calling this thing demonic, it, it wouldn't do it justice. I really suggest going on Google or going on Twitter and searching Corey Crawford mask, and you'll see what I'm talking about. For those of you who are yet to see it, it's a, it's a really well-done airbrush by a really awesome artist. I don't have his name at the moment, he or she's names, I should say. Um, I don't have don't have their name at the moment, but it's it's a really well done airbrush that has red flames all over the place. There's a skull in the background, right dead center between Crawford's eyes. That it's got some teeth showing. That's really creepy. It's just got an awesome, eerie look to it. Corey Corey did always have some swag in Chicago. I always liked his uh his get up with his pads and everything. But this is some next level stuff here with this mask. And it was just it was just another sad reminder on Tuesday morning when I woke up. It was the first thing that I saw when I woke up on Tuesday morning, of course. Uh, it, it was just another sad reminder that Corey Crawford will not be my number one goaltender anymore. It almost still doesn't even feel real to say. Like, Crawford's, he's been my goaltender for the past nine, ten years of my life. Nearly half my life. And it's just it's just so sad how it all came to an end. And to hear how devastated Crawford was when the Blackhawks decided to pull the plug on the negotiations. Um, and life life is going to be really tough without Crawford going forward. For all you Blackhawks fans out there that always gave Crawford unwarranted flack when the chips were down, you're about to see how rough it's going to be without a legit number one goaltender with our defense. Next year could be a very rude awakening for some Blackhawks fans. And hey, maybe maybe... That might result in Crawford finally getting the recognition he deserved while backstopping our team to two Stanley Cup championships. So it was. I wish Crawford the best. Really awesome mask. I think it might be the coolest mask I've seen since I've been talking about hockey for the last three or four years. But it's going to be sad seeing Corey Crawford. I don't know if he's going to be wearing number 50, but just putting on another sweater, it's going to be a little bit odd and. A little bit weird having a a different goalie backstopping the Blackhawks on opening night whenever, uh, hopefully that will be on January 13th. Alright ladies and gentlemen, coming up in just a minute, I am going to debut a new segment on the show called 2020-2021 Season Preview, where I take a look at one Blackhawks player and preview how they are going to fare on the ice this year.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can reach me on Twitter at JackBushman2 or at TalkItHockey. Or you can also always email the Lockdown Blackhawks email, which is LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com for any questions you have about the show, the Blackhawks, or anything that has to do with their draft picks or their moves during the free agency period. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I just finished up talking about Corey Crawford's demonic-looking mask that he'll wear for the New Jersey Devils this year. Now it's time to unveil a new segment I will be doing here on the podcast over the next month or so, which is called 2020-2021 Season Preview, where I take a look at one Blackhawks player each episode and preview how they are going to fare on the ice this season. Since we were just talking about Corey Crawford, I figured I would keep on rolling with the goaltender train and I will give Colin Delia the honors of being broken down first on this podcast. So Colin Delia will head into Blackhawks training camp in just a few weeks in a three-headed battle for the team's starting and backup goaltender positions. And since stepping onto the scene in 2018-2019 for the Hawks when he was forced to start 16 games because of injuries... Delia has looked sharp for the most part down in Rockford and has been deemed as Crawford's replacement for the future in net. Now, one thing I have mentioned on the show in the past is that one advantage Delia and teammate Malcolm Subban hold over Kevin Lankinen in training camp is that they both would need to clear waivers in order to be sent down to the Rockford IceHogs, while Lankinen will not. And with the Blackhawks so limited on goaltenders at the moment, they, you know they don't want to risk losing either Delia or Subban through waivers before the season, the season even starts. And we saw that's not unrealistic. We saw that happen with Carl Dahlstrom in the Winnipeg Jets last year. So because of this, Lankinen is the goaltender who likely will be the odd man out out of training camp, even if he does perform very well, just because he doesn't have to clear waivers to be sent down to the minors. And that leaves Delia and Subban fighting for the starting goaltender job on opening night. This is the definition of an open competition in training camp. Whoever performs better and whoever has the better showing will win the job early on in the regular season. And right now, I'm going to give a leg up to Malcolm Subban just because He has more NHL experience than Delia does, but I'm going to say I won't be surprised in the least to see Delia take over the starting job at some point. I just think he's the better of the two goaltenders. Subban, he he hasn't impressed since stepping onto the scene in the NHL. He's looked nothing like a first-round pick. He's been a backup everywhere he's been. Boston, Vegas for the Blackhawks last season. And I just don't think he's a starter in this league. So while he may get the nod out of the gate because of his prior experience, I do think this will become Colin Delia's net eventually. So Blackhawks fans, I'm going to predict that out of the 56 games that are currently scheduled to be played this season, I think Colin Delia will start between 30 to 32 of them. I think he will wind up getting the majority Um, and I think he'll finish somewhere around a 500 record, maybe just below, with a 9.05 to a 9.10 save percentage, and a goals against average somewhere around 3, 3 3.1. You gotta remember, this Blackhawks defense was not very good last season, and that was with a potential Hall of Fame goaltender in Corey Crawford, so... 
Just imagine how rough it could be without him. Not only are the Blackhawks losing him, but they're going to, uh, they're going to have a starter who either will, uh, no matter if it's going to be Subban or Delia, neither of the two have very much NHL experience. So, even though uh, the defense may be a little bit better with Boquist being a year older, plus the arrival of Ian Mitchell and the acquisition of. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, the defense may be better, but I just don't think Delia is ready for a full NHL workload. I expect that he's going to have some games where he looks really sharp and he'll, he'll get a couple shutouts and limit some teams to one goal, but he's also going to have games where he allows four or five goals and gets pulled early in the second period. That's just the reality of having a young and inexperienced goaltender. I do think Delia becomes a guy at some point for the Black for the Blackhawks next season, but I think both he and the team are going to struggle a little bit as a result of the Blackhawks just not having much much experience in the crease. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, December 16th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Avampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars by subscribing to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I am your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2 or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the podcast, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until the next episode, thank you again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day.